the Big Church Podcast. Good morning, Big Church. How y'all doing? Come on, talk to me, talk to me. All right now. Who's excited to be in the house this morning? Go ahead, look at your neighbor tone. They looking good this morning. Yeah. I just want to say thank you so much for being here. You could have been doing anything else on your Sunday morning and you chose to be here. And I think that's so awesome. Quick shout out to everyone online. Thank you for watching. I think it's so cool that we can reach people beyond this building. I think that's awesome and amazing. And if we could, could we take a moment and show some love to the dad and the mom of this ministry? Come on, show them some love. You all, you all may not see them as parents, but I met you when I was a junior in high school. And I just wanna say thank you. Thank you so much for the intentional, maybe stressful work that you all put in into going and creating an atmosphere that people can encounter the love of Jesus. Thank you so much, for real. Like, I honor you, I salute you, I love y'all. Thank you so much. Quick question, by a show of hands, who has never heard me preach before? You are looking at me, looking at you, thinking, who is this big body on stage? All right. I just wanna tell you, don't worry. You are in the hands of a trained professional. And how many of y'all know when someone says, don't worry, there should be some room for worry, amen? I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I'm a big believer that church should be enjoyed and not endured and I believe we're gonna have some fun this morning. Before we go any further, let's go ahead and pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for today. God, I pray that you would use me as a vessel to speak to your people. And God, most importantly, I just pray that you have your way. And it's in your name I pray, amen. Well, if y'all are ready, I'm ready. We're gonna go ahead and open up to the book of Proverbs. Chapter 17, verse 22. Y'all like my preacher voice? I gotta, I gotta work on it. It's in, it's in the lab right now. But um, Proverbs, how many of y'all know that Proverbs is the book of wisdom? Me and Proverbs, man, we, we got some history. I remember a time in my life when I was 14 years old. How many of y'all remember when you were 14? How many of y'all have some 14-year-olds in your life right now? Boy, when you're 14, you know everything about everything, and ain't nobody going to tell you nothing. I remember when I was 14, I wasn't necessarily like a bad kid, but boy, I had an attitude. It came with a mouthpiece. I was talking back, up, down, left, right, through the middle. And um, my mom, she, uh, she sat me down. And this isn't what she said, but this is kind of how I remember it. She said, this ain't gonna work. And I was like, oh, that's pretty cool for me. I hit that. But what she did, instead of punishing me, she said, you're going to read a chapter of Proverbs a day until you get your ish together. And so I quickly realized that if I would just act right, I didn't have to read anymore. Because I, I don't like to read. You are not gonna catch me in my free time. Oh my gosh. 
And I'm not hating on anybody that likes to read. If, if that's your thing, do your thing. It's just not for me. But this verse that we're getting ready to go into, it really stood out to me, and it's something that I try to live by. In Proverbs chapter 17, verse 22, it says, a cheerful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. Another version actually says that laughter is like medicine and sadness dries up the bones. Have you ever had a bad day and someone made you laugh and you kind of forgot about it? Have you ever had a bad day and someone tried too hard to make you laugh and you're like, get out of my face? <laughs> but something that you should know about me is I love to have a good time. I love to laugh. I love to joke. I love to joke with people, joke on people. I love when people joke on me like I am here for it. Another thing that you should know about me, I tend to think a lot. I'm an overthinker. And so I go down this rabbit hole in my head. Why do we laugh? Why do we as people make this uncontrollable noise, this uncontrollable gesture for a few moments? Like how many of you all hate your laugh? There we go, we got some honest people. You are my people. And I'm not talking like the <laughs> laugh. Like I'm talking the knee slapping, voice cracking, you might be crying, your stomach starts to hurt, like that kind of laugh. I have this philosophical quote, you don't know someone until you truly hear them laugh. Because when you laugh like that, you are yourself. And so I go down this train of thought, why do we laugh? And what happens is that you, me, we have an expectation. We have an expectation of how a person should act, of how a situation should go, or how an event should play out. And what happens is someone or something brings an alteration to our expectation. And then you receive something from that, which is a revelation of, oh, that was funny, or oh, that wasn't. So an example that I have for you all is July 3rd, about 6.30. I usually don't remember stuff by the days, I just remember it because it was the fourth, you know, fireworks and all that. But I go to Myers, and I'm gonna go shopping. Not gonna get a lot, just a few things. And my expectation was that I would go shopping, finish, go home, carry on with my night. And it starts to, you know, go as I expected. And as I walk in, the little lady at the door, she's like, thank you for shopping at Myers." I was like, you're welcome. And she, um, <laughs> I go shopping, I get my things, I go to the self-checkout, I pay for everything, and I walk up to the doors. There's like two sets of doors, I walk through the first set of double doors, and what I see at the next set was so bizarre. I see bubbles. And I'm not talking like, you know, a four-year-old birthday party. <sighs> not those bubbles. Like, hundreds of bubbles are floating across this glass door. It looks like a 2004 Dell desktop screensaver. <laughs> Y'all know what I'm talking about? And I'm just like, what in the south side of Louisville is going on right now? <laughs> and as I walk through the second set, I see this man. And this man's standing there, and he's dressed like a hillbilly. I don't know if that's how he dresses or if this was a part of the getup. But he had this flannel. He had some suspenders. He had a straw hat. He had some jeans with some holes in it. And not like the ones that you buy now. Like, he earned these bad boys. <laughs> and he has his truck pulled up to the side of the, of the Myers. And he has um, this machine in his truck. Never seen it before. 
but it is spitting out bubbles like nobody's business. And as I walk through the bubbles, I have a free hand, so naturally, start popping these things. This little kid's popping bubbles with me, and we had an unspoken agreement. I'm gonna get everything up here, you get everything down here, and we are putting in work. And then I quickly realized, Trey, you a grown man right now, and you popping bubbles. So I had to collect myself and just keep on walking, and I get to my car and I think about it. And I start cracking up, man. I'm like, that's funny. Could you imagine people seeing me pop some bubbles in front of Myers? But think about that, church. What I want you to do is take those three words, expectation, alteration, revelation. And what you're going to do is put them in your pocket. We're going to talk about them in a minute. And what I would like you to do is turn to Acts. And while y'all do that, I'm going to get some water. drinking that holy, holy water. So the book of Acts, man, if, if you're looking for a book of the Bible to interest you in about who Jesus is and interest you about the power of God, I would highly recommend the book of Acts. Now, I'm not here to say this is true or not, but some people believe that the book of Acts is actually the start of the New Testament. And I know if you open your Bibles, you go New Testament, Matthew. But some people believe that Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are just the Gospels of the Bible. But the book of Acts is actually when the New Testament church started to activate in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Now, I'm not here to tell you what is and what isn't, but that's just some food for thought. And so we're getting ready to read about a story of Peter and John as they encountered a man that was crippled. One day, Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time of prayer at three in the afternoon. And now a man who was lame from birth was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful, where he was put every day to beg for those going into the temple courts. When, peop- when Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. Peter looked straight at him, as did John. Then Peter said, look at us. You see what we're wearing? You gonna ask me for some money? So the man gave him his attention, expecting to get something from them. Then Peter said, silver or gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Can we talk about how Peter broke out his government name? Like, I'm surprised everyone didn't go to heaven off that. (laughs) Verse 7, taking him by the right hand, he helped him up, and instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. He jumped to his feet and began to walk. Then he went with them into the temple courts, walking and jumping and praising God. When they all, sorry, I lost my place. When all the people saw him walking and praising God, they recognized him as the man who used to sit begging at the temple gate called Beautiful. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. That's such a cool story. But a lot just happened. Can we talk about it? All right, go ahead and get your three words back out. We're going to talk about it. Can we go to verse number two, please? Verse number two says, Now a man who was lame from birth was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful, where he was put every day to beg from those going into the temple courts. So this guy was born crippled. I don't like using the word lame. It's not nice to name call. But he was carried daily by his friends so that he could ask for money. 
And I'm willing to bet his expectation on this day was that he would be back tomorrow. Not that he was thinking about it, but if you were to ask him, hey man, what you got going on tomorrow? He'd be like, see this? Why? Because that's what he did yesterday and the day before that and so on and so forth. So you can see that your expectation is in direct relation with the experiences that you've been through. Like a lot of you in this room right now, my girls got their hair did, put their outfit on, got their makeup on, my boys took a shower, y'all came to church, and you were expecting Pastor Rich or Pastor Mindy to bring one of their fire words as they do. And y'all got stuck with me this morning. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. But for real, your expectation is in direct relation to the experiences that you've been through. Oh God, you'll never use me. God, I'll never amount to anything. I'll never become that. I'll never do this or that. And you think that because you haven't done it yet. And so this man's on the ground with this expectation and he sees Peter and John walking. And so he waits till they get close enough so that he can talk to them. And when they do, he so strategically, so politely is like, hey, yo, y'all got a dollar? And Peter and John, boy, they're looking confused. Us? Peter looked to John like, he's talking to you. John looks to Peter like, no, nah, he's talking to you. My man on the ground is like, I'm talking to both of you right now. And you know what, church? I'm not mad at him. He's trying to get that two-for-one special. And so they, they immediately are just like, no, nah, we, we don't have any money. And so the man on the ground is like, okay, next. But John taps Peter on the shoulder. And he's like, hey, we don't have any money, but, you know, we, we do have that that we can give him. And Peter's like, yeah, you're right. And so Peter walks up to this man and says, hey, we don't have any money, but we will give you what we do have. Pay attention to this church, because this is an opportunity that this man could be like, I'm okay. If you don't have any money, it's fine. Like, that's what I'm looking for. And if you don't have any money, we don't have anything to talk about. And church, that is what we as Christians and we as believers do. We will miss the opportunity that God is trying to do something because we are so focused on our expectations. We're so focused on how our life should be. We have it planned out. God, I'm going to do this by the time I am this age. God, I'm going to be the CEO of this company. God, I'm going to own this and do this and do that. And then it doesn't happen. And we're like, God, why aren't you moving? God, why aren't you working? And God is saying, will you listen to me? God is saying, would you pay attention to me? Would you do the things I'm asking you to do? You can miss the window of opportunity by being so focused on your expectations. But that's what I love about this man right here because that is not what he says. I imagine him kind of scratching his head. What you got? I'm out here every day, try me, I've seen it all. And so Peter, so boldly, so savagely, so gangster is just like, in the name of Jesus, be healed. But think about it. This man on the ground has never met Peter in his life. This is, this is the part of Revelation. And see, Revelation kind of takes some time. If I were to take this rat and cover my hand with it, I know y'all are smart, you just saw me, but you wouldn't see my hand. It would take me to remove the rag to reveal the hand. That's what Revelation is. The time that it takes me to reveal the hand to you, a few seconds. The time that it took 
um, the bubbles to be revealed to me was a few minutes because when I pulled up, he wasn't there. I was shopping, he was obviously there, blowing bubbles. And um, it just takes some time. So can you imagine what this man on the ground is thinking? Let's see, let's get down here. Be healed. What are you talking? Do you not see my situation? Are you trying to make fun of me? Why, why are you trying to play with me? Who's Jesus? Why are you talking about? And then he feels something. My man starts to feel his toes. And from his toes to his ankles, from his ankles to his knees, from his knees to his hips. I'm talking he's feeling quadriceps and hamstrings and calves. He's feeling all sorts of muscles he ain't ever felt before. And he is like, what? is this but this is so key church because once you receive revelation you got to do something with it because he could have been healed and stayed right where he was why because that's what's comfortable to him he could have had new legs and stayed right where he was eric can you come help me up this wasn't planned this wasn't planned i'm a big body all right Woo, we good we good yeah. So my man's got new legs, and I imagine when Peter helped him up, he was kind of like, oh, looking like Bambi because he's never walked before. But what he does next is so interesting. Let's go to it. I believe that it's verse 9. Verse 8, I'm sorry. He jumped to his feet and began to walk. Then he went with him to the temple courts, walking and jumping and praising God. I wonder how many people passed by this man and didn't give him any money, maybe made fun of him. I wonder if he had some embarrassment built up, some shame built up, maybe some depression built up. And when he got brand new legs, he's gonna walk into the church. I think that's so interesting, but it had a purpose for it. As he walked into the church, people saw him and recognized him. And church, I've gone this whole time and haven't even given you the title of my message yet. The title of my message is, hey, is that you? Because the thing is, once you act on revelation, you become something. You become living proof of an example of transformation. And see, the thing about transformation is you don't even got to talk about it. No, 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 people are gonna walk up to you and ask you, hey, what's different about you? Hey, I'm noticing you're not getting angry anymore. I'm noticing that you're not getting stressed anymore. Why is it when people are gossiping, you tend to back away? What is different about you? And church, that is your window of opportunity to talk about Jesus. Who's Jesus? You see how it's like a domino effect. It just starts to spread and take off because what happens if you read further, they, they ask him and he tells them and they had this big God movement. Expectation, alteration, revelation, transformation. You like how that all rhymed? I thought it was cool too, man. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Amen, church. I just want to say thank you so much for giving me your time this morning. And um, the thing is, I imagine a lot of you walked in with some expectations. And I probably brought some alterations. 
and you are right now receiving revelations. But the thing about this last part is it's on you. Transformation. Do you want it? That's not something I can answer. That's something that you have to think about. And by transformation, I mean a relationship with Jesus Christ. And so if I could, I would like you all to stand. Stand if you can. And I just want to talk to you for a few more moments, and I promise I'm going to hush up. If you could, I would like you to bow your heads and close your eyes and give that person next to you a little bit of respect. And I just want to talk to you with some imagery. And what I want you to do is to think about your life. But don't think, I'm sorry, think about your life. And I want you to think about your life as a house but don't think about your house. What I want you to do is to think about your grandma's house or maybe your aunt's house or maybe a house that you've seen in a movie. I'm thinking about my aunt's house. And in my aunt's house, there was this one room that it wasn't the living room, but it had a couch in it. And it had these end tables and it had a coffee table and there were these shelving all across the room. And there were so many photos, photos of the family, photos of friends. There were so many bunnies, like dolls and these figurines. It was that room that everything had its particular place in its specific spot. And if something was moved, my aunt would know. Not that she would get upset, she would just notice that it was gone. Let's call it the family room. And there is a scripture in the Bible where Jesus is talking, it's in Revelations, and it says, behold, I stand at the door and knock. And he's never gonna force himself in. And there might be some people in this room that the relationship that you have with Jesus looks like you going up to your front door, cracking it, saying, God, I need this and I need this, and then you shut it really quick, which isn't a relationship at all. And you're scared to let him in. The reason that you're scared to let him in is because your house is a mess. You got something going on in the kitchen, something going on in the living room, something going on in the bedroom, and you're afraid of what Jesus will say when he sees your mess. And I just want to speak to that for a second, that God's goal is not to take that mess and point it in your face. God's goal is to help you clean your mess. And there also might be some people in this room that at one point Jesus was in your house. Y'all were chilling, having a good time. And then you spilled something on the carpet. You dropped something in the kitchen. You made a mess in the bathroom. And what you did was you asked Jesus to go to the family room, that one room where everything looks perfect, where everything looks nice and everything has its specific place. And you told him, Jesus, don't leave until I clean this mess. And you're finding out that it's super hard to clean. In fact, you are incapable of cleaning this mess. And you're so embarrassed to go ask for help because you think Jesus is gonna be like, why did you make this mess? How could you have made this mess? What are you doing? And I just wanna speak to that. God is not afraid of your mess. 
God is not overwhelmed by your mess. God wants to help you clean your mess. And so if y'all could, go ahead and open your eyes and lift your head. And as you can see, I'm no longer on stage because honestly, that's just the stage and I'm just a person. And if you're freaking out, where are you at? I'm in the back. And I've sat through so many altar calls. Like I've heard the preacher preaching. I've heard the teacher teaching. And I'm like, you are talking about me. But there is no way I'm gonna walk up to that altar because then someone's gonna know something. My family's gonna know I'm not perfect. My friends are gonna know I don't have it together. And I just wanna speak to that. There is a scripture in the book of Matthew, it says, this is Jesus talking, if you would stand for me before man, I will stand for you before my father. And church, we just went through this amazing series about going deeper, and I encourage you, if you missed it, to go back and watch it. But I feel like God is asking a very simple question. Will you do it? Will you go deeper in the relationship that you have with me? And church, if you say yes, I want to invite you up to the altar as we go into this next song. And I understand that walk is uncomfortable. That's why I'm in the back. And so what I'm going to do is I'm gonna count to three and I'm gonna walk up to that altar, even if I'm the only person that goes. I just wanna say thank you so much for this opportunity and I love y'all. One, two, three. We hope you enjoyed this message on the My Big Church podcast. We thank everyone who has given to support this ministry. To find out more about how to support financially or more about Big Church, you may visit our website, mybigchurch.com. If you live in the Louisville, Kentucky area and don't have a church home, we would love to have you as our guest at Big Church. We are located at 7209 Faganbush Lane in Louisville, and we have worship services at 945 and 1130 every Sunday. Thank you again for listening to the My Big Church podcast.